0: So I'm hearing myself as I like yeah. exhale, is that a problem if I mean no. am I like no, no, no. making exhaling noises? That's I'm like, a like low level wild animal stuff. Totally from Montana. Fine. I don't yeah, know how to do this. Do they
1: still have the, the Escondido uh location, Pure Project? Um not Escondido, I'm sorry.
2: Carl's bad Carl's yeah. And there's one in North Park. Yeah, and there's now. one in North Park. There's the one Rich went to. There's seventeen million oh, of them.
1: Yeah. They're doing great. I really like this brewery. I've
0: it's heard awesome. there are five.
2: Five. It's like so. It's close. Give or take seventeen million.
1: It's, it's- My
0: buddy lives in San Diego, and he was saying that they're five, and uh, they're all great because they sell a lot of the kind of the crazy stuff with all the the fruit and the sour and stuff yeah. like that. But they're they're solid for their like less, you know, basically styles that have been around for a little while. They're still really good at doing those. Keeping on your toes is really kind of fun for a consumer if you're just excited about variety but releasing new beers is a bit of a, I shouldn't say gamble, I mean a good brewery should know how to do, do a good beer, right? But if you are releasing a new beer, it might be 90% of what you want the first time it gets released and then if you rebrew it, you might be able to get it up to that, you know, 98, 100% of exactly what you want. I see. But it takes iterations to, to perfect that beer and then the challenge from there is that it's hard to make it consistent. You know, beer is made with natural ingredients and there are a lot of a lot of things that you try to control as a brewer, but you don't always have the ultimate control. But the best breweries can release a great beer from the get-go and then continue to brew it consistently. But the challenge of constantly coming up with new styles and new releases and all that means that the beers might not be quite ready for prime time. I see. And so you don't so get are, to so you're saying, it, it, Go ahead. Pure
2: Project, they do have the core beers. They have stuff that is consistently there that shows up and they do new batches of it, I this Flanders Red of theirs is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a really it's like good beer. Batch six, I think of it. Yeah, one of the beer we're going to taste today is one of their core beers. It's an IPA that's like a core beer, and they have the, they do have a number that show up. I don't want to guess because I'm totally going to be wrong. It's going to be seventeen like, million. I would yeah, maybe seventeen million, or so give or take, probably more like five. <laughs> <Larry> <laughs> they looks do, five. but they tend to have I a. Do. But I tend I to like them. when I did, went down there this week, it had whatever twelve maybe solid number of of beers, and I'd say half of them are ones that were either new. Or ones that have, like, come in and out and didn't necessarily seem the same. Mm-hmm. If you were walking to a brewery that had, like, the same 10 beers and they were like, we've done, these these are the beers we've done for 10 years. Or would you want this place that is kind of the game plan for them is to do this sort of setup where they're consistently having I want this the, revolving I want door. the best
0: beers. Okay.
1: Well, it's interesting. Or maybe, you, you think maybe they're doing it to, like, see what, like like, pops and then, like, hey, we'll... Try to brew more like, of this and like then make a it a staple. Pilot brewery, like R&J, yeah, like, almost like that. Like they have like their staples, and maybe they're doing these. Maybe they're having fun and be like, okay, we like where this one is headed. Let's let's like you know, kind of what you're saying. You know, if, no?
0: if that's a way of developing beers and making sure that you're going to have good recipes and good good beers that the market is going to receive well, then yeah, you're not going to turn down the 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 money that that sort of consistency can bring. However, I think a lot of brews are built around that variety model, mm-hmm. and that is, I see. You know, I just I've it's been tri- a lot of beers. It's tricky. Yeah, it can be tricky.
1: Yeah. I just like their beer a lot.
2: I brought you a four pack of a murky double IPA yeah. that was brand new this week. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And they'll almost always have a murky IPA that yeah. I've not seen, or like a murky quad IPA, yeah. or whatever. And I still want to stick stuff. my face in it.
1: Is this and a, blow bubbles? Is
0: this a good adjective for a beer? Murky. Yeah, I like I like it. I, I like it. I,
2: I you know I like. It sounds like, like you're swimming. I like it's, I like categories. It sounds though. like and you're it's swimming it and trying <laughs> to
1: figure it out, and it's just murky. <laughs> it sounds thick and like mm, yeah, we're murky. Goddamn, I, kinda, it's kinda, I, I yeah, like it. I
2: guess the edge is kind of like well fuck you, but I you get, okay, you get away with it. Because my one thing is it it feels like it is basically hazy. They mean hazy. Yes, by of it. course. Basically. Right. At the same time, this like Pure Project in particular, they use a lot of fruits and a lot of like fresh ingredients, jungle, environment. I was about to say, it
1: makes me feel like I'm in the swamp and like I hear a sound. ah, (laughs) And I'm like, what is that? Is that the swamp thing? And I can't see in front of me because it's just (laughs) like, it's just deep and thick. But then I like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my hands like I'm trying to swim, like almost like trying to, wish. and I reach through and I grab a, gl- oh, I grab a glass and I go, oh, that's a murky IPA. That's good as hell.
0: Do you do radio commercials? I don't, but. That was impressive. <laughs>
1: but that is what, that is what I, I, I love the murky. You sound like you don't, you don't like the Well, first murky. of all, ladies and gentlemen,
0: that was Larry Bates. Doing his own, <laughs> doing his own sound effects there. That was awesome. I'm, I'm down with murky beers, I guess. It just <laughs> seems like, I mean, obviously, they're not trying to find the, the best, you know, way to describe mm-hmm. them. They're just saying, all right, you know, we're hazy, but we're coming up with our own name for it.
2: Uh-huh. But I think you, I think what's it's at brand. play here is you want it, you want them to be like technical. You want them to hone it into the perfect thing and murky. No, 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 no. Word, they're, they're kind unrelated. of makes it murky. They're unrelated. No, 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 no. I, I want beers
0: don't... to be, to be in great shape, you know, well formulated, well brewed and served fresh and, and yummy, yummy, yummy. So that's all great. mm mm-hmm. I'm just making fun of the idea that murky. You know, they're, they're selling a lot of beers that are really well made, and murky just sounds like a yeah. bad descriptor for it. But, but you know what's
1: crazy is I've, seen, I've not, seen cloudy,
2: which sounds very unappetizing. There's not a problem here. I'm not looking to no, fix it. No, no, no. Here. I don't think
1: you are. But I, I I'll tell you, like friends of mine who like, they, they like. It's it's a really smart branding move, I think. Because whenever I go, oh man, you got to try Pure Project, and they have these. Fantastic murky IPAs. They go a murky, oh, murky IPA. Oh, I've, only, a... I've only had hazy IPAs. Oh, like God. they think like it's a level above that, <laughs> and I'm like, Ooh. it's See? the same damn it thing. Works. But it's really it good. <laughs> it's
2: good branding. Well, they also do. Yeah. They have instead of milkshake IPAs, they have Merkshake. Merkshake. Yeah. It's all. It's effective, man. I mean, they're doing well. They're doing well. Good for them. Hey, you're listening to Liquid Bread, the podcast where two dudes try to keep up with another dude who knows a lot more about beer than them. That is that is very accurate. <laughs> keep up, guys. <laughs> it's keep, up. We're just trying to keep up. This is a tasting episode, and we're doing a beer that is not super widely distributed. It's from Pure Project, which we've been discussing, Uh brewery that I personally very much love. I brought Larry there. He really loved it. He yeah. makes Where's me pick there? Up some. Oh, it's down in the San Diego area. They have five locations, not 17 million. I think now they've moved their main brewing location to Vista, but they have just five kind of gorgeous tap rooms um, to yeah. enjoy in the San Diego area. I think you can ship their beer all around California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I've highly recommend that. it. If you're doing a brewery trip down to San Diego, I think it's become a must visit. And they've got a lot of everything for everyone. Rich, oh okay, yeah, Larry, let's, you, you love Pure Project. Do you have anything else you want to add to that?
1: I just love it. I, I, I just love it. Yeah. I mean like you Maddie hit me up while we were discussing uh shooting this episode. He was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm down here now." It's like, "Man, please, please, please grab any murky IPA that's there. Please grab for me." It's just everything just tastes so clean, so crisp, so fresh. I'm in. I dig it. Awesome.
2: And so today we're going to be tasting one of their core IPAs is how they describe it. This is pure west. And speaking of words to describe hazy and all that stuff, this is an unfiltered west coast IPA.
0: But is it, it murky?
2: I don't believe it is. Yeah,
1: it doesn't say murky.
2: I think, yeah, they'd let us know it was murky if it was murky. And
1: plus, their murky,
0: murky ones are so thick and. It's not first, a murker. We're talk first quiz here, yes. uh, not for yourselves, but for the beer it calls itself unfiltered. And so mm-hmm. take a look at, we've got a 16 ounce can that we're pouring from. Well, each of us has one. Thank goodness. Thank mm-hmm. you, Maddie, for picking these up. Absolutely. Uh, you're thank pouring you, the top part of the can right now. Uh-huh. And every time I know that a beer is unfiltered, I consider whether it's stratified uh, inside the, inside the can it has a bunch of yeast in particular, whatever uh, settled at the bottom of the can. So as I look at the top of this, It looks pretty, you know, pretty unfiltered. It's definitely uh, a hazy beer, which is good for what they want. It's thick. But there are a lot of times where you pour, you know, the first stuff you pour out is crystal clear. And you're like, what the hell? Mm. It's supposed to be an unfiltered beer. And then the last stuff you pour is just like mud. You know, so it's good to notice what's coming out, and know that if it's perfectly clear, you should probably rouse whatever's in the bottom of the can. I can dig it. What he's boring. What he said. What he said.
2: (laughs) I guess if you're if you're if you can't find this beer, maybe just try to find an unfiltered IPA, and you can obviously it won't taste the same, but you can.
1: Or get your hand on some pure, pure Project. Or get your hand you on some Pure Project. <laughs> so, that smells
2: good. It does. It um, good. And also, it it's a, really I, know, I know we've done this a million times, though, but it's a West Coast IPA. And, Rich, what, what, what is the basic description you give for a West Coast IPA? Uh, it is. What makes it West Coasty? y
0: uh, Generally, I don't, I'm nervous. I haven't had this one here, so I don't, I don't want to tell everyone what a West Coast IPA should be and have oh, yeah, this one no, end up tasting different. However, typically, a West Coast IPA is about 7% alcohol, uh, you know, 65 to 7.5% alcohol, a um, lot of bitterness. Uh, generally fairly dry, meaning not real sweet, and it might have a little bit of malty flavor, but in general, it's, the flavors are just about the hops. D- so that's bitterness, and that's like fruit and pininess and all that that you get from the hops.
1: Do you... Because this smells... This is... This smells this great. This hits the nose wonderfully, <laughs> uh, uh, or wonderfully, whatever the correct word is, the adjective or not. But anyway, I want to know, Do you um, do you smell any particular hop varietals that you that your nose can call out or? it is
0: possible to do that that's not a strength of mine i okay. will freely admit it. i uh honestly just careful I'm, <laughs> things are getting rowdy over here <laughs> um I, you know what there's so many different types of beer out there so many different flavors so many different ingredients and all that and i like i respect all of them however uh i can't fall so deeply down the rabbit hole on all of them just because th- there's no Got there's not it. enough time and chasing down specific hop varieties and hop aromas uh, is, is hard. Because anyone can use, say, use, like, all right, I smell maybe some El Dorado in here. Okay, I'm getting sort of a candied pineapple thing, candied orange peel. Uh, and so I know that that is typical from El Dorado. It might be coming from Bravo. It might be coming from Idaho 7. There are a handful of different hops that are known for that sort of aroma. However, each of say you use those hops in a beer at brewery X and then brewery Y uses the same hops. They might express themselves differently mm. in those different beers. And it depends on the, uh, the crop year, the harvest year, it depends on how they were um, you know, stored and all that. So there's just a million different variables. So you I just decided- care about the end
2: product. You just care about a good, but, but, a good taste again product. That's the only thing I care and about. I, I, I I but guess, care about I guess the question
1: house. I'm having, I'm just wondering, like, as a Master Cicerone, is that something that some Master Cicerones can detect yeah. with their nose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you able to do it when you taste it? But Like, oh, they, they definitely use those hops? Or No,
0: no, no. It's, it's, what I'm saying is that I just don't, um, no, I, I don't do it very well, but some, okay. People, okay. some people can. That's, yeah, that's some all I meant. Yeah. Would you I'm like
2: has. to know, before we continue real quick, would you like to know what hops are in this? I would. They list three hops. Okay.
0: Citra, Eldorado, Azaca. How'd you
2: do? Zero out of three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're listed. They're listed hops: uh, Mosaic hops, Simcoe hops, and Nelson hops. Okay. Are the three cool. they give?
0: Well, I can n- name a handful of aromas that you typically would get off of those hops. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, sure, I, I get them in this beer. The one, yeah, there's I'm
2: one that stands <laughs> out heavily to me, and that's the pineapple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just smell a lot of pineapple.
0: Did you say? Did you smell it before I said it? No, did you say it's pineapple? Oh, there we go. Oh, I, I did. But oh, sorry. You, but if you didn't hear it, then that, that's <laughs> oh, no, I think great, I was looking at the names, because I was checking whether being, you were naming the right. Uh, you're being honest to uh, oh, yourself. Um, true, true to yourself. That's good. Um, did we get to drink it?
1: You're, say, say, you're leading the taste. I will, I will say, say, I will say something before though. Like, I, I, and you know, I know we said before that this this does not say that it's a murky. And when I look at it, it, it does
0: look different than their murkies. I feel like their murkies are they usually look a lot thicker. Yeah. So there are different levels of haze and different things that make up the haze, different constituents of the haze. Yeah. Uh, but I think the best murky, hazy, New England, whatever you want to call it, um, style of IPAs, typically are called luminescent or opalescent, one of the two, I mean either of the two, and uh, they sort of shine light back at you. And this is really consistent haze that, you know, it's not like lighter or darker in different areas and all that. When I look at this, um, you know, I mean, this is is hazy, but it's not quite like throwing light back at me. It's not a beautiful haziness. It's just sort of an unfiltered, you know, a little bit rustic, kind of an unrefined... Uh, look to this beer Mm
2: -hmm. and what is before you so what is what is not filtered if there's a just a quick Um, summary of unfiltered
0: typically uh the things you want to filter out are uh yeast uh, protein that comes from the malt so yeast is yeast protein comes from the malt and then uh sometimes hop oils and so in a highly hopped beer you want those hop oils in there for aroma but they do add this haziness to the beer and so 10 years ago is kind of about the time that brewers started trying to keep those hop oils in by uh, by not filtering the the hell out of the beer. And there are a handful of varieties or a handful of ways you can treat the beer and without actually filtering it to try to increase the clarity. Um, or you can do what these guys did, which is just leave it, you know, au naturel. Great.
2: Oh, and also just to point out, so you've never had this beer. Are you, I, or you might have had it, but you don't. I had it at, at, but uh, unlike, at the taste room. But unlike past tasting beers where you like picked a beer that you're, Pretty familiar with this is like a pretty yeah I, I know unfamiliar. very I've only had it
0: once yeah. and it was like beer number four at you know the brewery I'd already cool. had several and when I taste beers it's typically not in little taster it's yeah. <laughs> sixteen ounces cool so uh yeah it's delicious beer Cheers. oh did I taste it I already did but I'm not supposed to guys we go don't. ahead and taste your beer since I'm leading this tasting mmm it's pretty good is it bitter
2: well let me do
0: is it sweet? is it sour?
2: It no. Uh, I mean it has bitterness. It's one a of the, bitterness. Yeah. I feel bitterness on yeah, my yeah, tongue. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. it has bitterness is definitely present. It's just not socking me in the face with it mm-hmm. or anything.
1: But, Interesting. Um, it's bitter on my tongue. It's um and the nose picks up more bitterness once I
0: inhale. It's mm-hmm. a bitter beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's pretty damn bitter. Oh, you think bitter. it's very bitter? Yeah, I think oh, it's I it's think it's a bitter beer. A bitter yeah, yeah I put it at, you know, 60 bitterness or something like that. Okay. So there are more bitter beers out there, but that's plenty bitter. You uh, know, that's on the high side. Um so Maddie, if you're not getting a bitter punch in the face, that's that's great. But mm-hmm. um you know the mark of of really good You think it's very bitter, Larry? It's bitter. Well, cuz what I just did is I I
1: I tried to do it without uh, just trying to see if I can get it on my tongue without you know inhaling and without breathing you know without yeah. my nose and uh it's bitter on my tongue, and then once I breathe, I get a lot of more bitterness through my my nose if that makes
0: sense, do you also get sweetness through your nose? I get a
1: little sweetness I'm getting some fruit I'm definitely getting some yeah. fruit I would say i um, mean you guys saying pineapple
0: a little apricot, I'd say that cool. could be. Mm-hmm. Is that does that sound awful? whatever you get is what you get? But yeah, I, I think that's that's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: Someone jamming outside. <laughs> I mean, not it. This, this may sound crazy, not heavy duty,
0: but I'm getting a little banana, like a little bit. Cool. You're smelling well today, Larry. Your nose is working. So there, are, uh, there are a couple different, um, I don't know, wavelengths, if you will, of the aroma here. Uh, just for for the types of aromas in there one is the fruity side of things and then the other thing that you might be thinking of as adding bitterness is it's it smells like resin it smells like pine pine tree um it smells sort of grassy uh it also smells a yeah. little bit um you know if you really look hard there's a little hint of petrol or diesel and that's coming potentially from the nelson Sauvin hops it's it's also kind of dank kind of cannabis you know it's not through the roof but it does have nice. an element of that nice. so that's that resin resin side of things Um, So those are typically not Mm -hmm. sweet things um, when we eat or, you know, eat those things. If you eat pine trees, I don't know. But uh, when you eat all these, you know, when you eat apricots and pineapple and tangerine and things like that, those are typically sweeter. So you might smell sweetness when you smell those fruits and you might smell savoriness, at least, if not bitterness from the other things, from the green things.
2: Do you guys want to play a game of guess the ABV? Sure.
1: I'm all about it.
2: All right. We're gonna go closest without going over. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Larry the advantage of going first. Larry.
1: Why do I got what that's
0: not the advantage of going
1: first? Oh okay. I'll give you the advantage
2: that's of going second. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a good I mean I'll go first. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I'm happy to go first. No no no. Rich.
0: Um I'd say this is a pretty uh drinkable uh version of a of a West Coast IPA. So um I peg it at this is probably six six and a half, I'd say. Okay.
2: All
1: right. I should have went first.
0: Um <laughs> He's got the sneaky look on his face as well as a I was look of say, consternation. I was, I'll say
1: seven, seven percent.
0: Maddie, what's your guess? It, oh, I, I, know, I you know. know are you going to guess what you know?
2: It is in fact six and a half. I can't. Right. I can't six. win. There's no way.
1: I was going to say six point eight. Yeah. Well, that you could have thing. said six point eight. Yeah, I know. I but then it would sound like I was just piggybacking off of you. Yeah, we wouldn't believe the math just isn't wrong. That's yeah, funny. Right. When
0: I think about it, those, are that's a big difference to me. Is it point three? Well, yeah, it's thirty percent of the difference that you're kind of looking for in this in the style. If you're looking, if the style range is probably six and a half to seven and a half, then you know point three difference All right. matters. All right. Larry, just be true to yourself. Yeah. A, I mean,
1: it's it's bitter, Maddie. <laughs> it's bitter.
2: It is better Again, I just didn't think it was particularly bitter, but I uh, it's
1: bitter. And it, and it and and what I like about it, and I, I like this. It sits on your tongue. I was going to say on a the, while on, the, on after. the swallow or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, like right now, I haven't had a sip in like since I started talking. Obviously, because you can't do it, do them at the same time. But it's I still the bitterness is still on my tongue. God
0: damn it! I love this brewery. God damn it! Uh, we're transitioning liquid the Liquid Bread Podcast into the Bitterness Chronicles.
1: Three bitter men. Do you like this beer, what? Maddie? Do you
2: like this beer, Rich? I, if I ordered an IPA, I'd be extremely happy getting this. I just don't often order an IPA is where I'd say.
0: So they're doing something interesting in this for me. Um, so they're from San Diego and the San Diego style West coast IPA, uh, it's heyday was in like 2005 through 2010. Probably. Um, that style of IPA was super, super, super dry, super, super, super bitter. And usually more alcoholic than 6.5%, you know, sometimes as high as seven and a half, you know, 7.8. That was an extremely unbalanced beer. Uh, really bitter, and not a lot of sweetness or body. And um, IPAs have really kind of come down from that, that ledge a little bit over the years, not just with the hazies and all that, but the West Coast IPAs really kind of softened a little bit. So 6.5 used to be, for alcohol at least, used to be made fun of or looked down upon almost because it wasn't as intense a West Coast IPA as, as others were. Uh, nowadays, it's that's much more common. And they haven't, and I think a lot of them have brought up the maltiness a little bit. Where this beer stands is that it is really, really dry. It reminds me of the old school hmm. San, Diego, San Diego IPAs that were nice and dry. However, um, there's a little bit of body left over in there. Do you, do you feel a little bit of kind of silkiness? Yeah. Um, it's almost a little puffy, if you will, or spongy or something. It makes it sound kind of unappealing. But there's a little hint of um, their dextrins. Uh, there's a little bit of... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a touch of oats in here. Maybe, you know, 2% of the the malt bill might be oats. There's something in there that's softening it up just a little bit without adding any sweetness. And so that helps to make the beer a little bit more drinkable. If it goes, if you put in too many oats or leave too many dextrins, too many carbohydrates left in the beer, then you're into squarely into kind of the, the hazy IPA world. Yeah. So this beer is not that far, but they achieve drinkability in this. You know, they've got a really bitter beer and it stays drinkable, not through the traditional way of making bitter beers drinkable which is to increase the sweetness they've just increased the body of it got it however it's still a highly drinkable beer
2: like mentally i always want to think when you say like oh the body and it's puffy and the feel Mm -hmm. i want to think that that's like a literal physical aspect Mm -hmm. of the beer. you know what i'm saying like there's like a flavor too that makes it gives it that feeling or no no i'm really only talking really is the physical 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 sensation yeah
0: it's the the shape size and springiness of the molecules that are floating around in this mixture so if you got you know larger molecules, uh, less of each molecule is going to hit your tongue, and they're also going to crowd out other molecules from actually hitting your tongue. It's, it's a more viscous uh, yeah. thing. We're not talking about a thick or full body beer at all here. Okay, mm-hmm. we're talking about just like really itty bitty. You know, we're splitting hairs here, talking about you know just tiny percentages of difference here. But um, but yeah, also uh, proteins are particularly kind of stretchy and and you know they they're spongy a little bit on yeah. your on your palate. So I think all this happens so quickly when you're drinking a beer, you know, and there's so much chaos in there, you know, it doesn't really give your palate time to think about it. But if you let the beer hang out on your tongue for a little bit, kind of, you know, squeeze it around a little bit in your mouth while you're, while you're swallowing it, um, you might notice a little bit of that sort of, that, that sort of puffy, velvety thing going on there. Do you dig it? I do dig it. I'm almost done digging it. (laughs) almost done drinking it. Give
2: it a swig, a swig it, a sip it, or pass it, pass it away.
1: Larry, wait! Is it? Say the Say to three. Again? I don't know. I was rating okay. that rating system
2: then. The first two failed. <laughs> it, well, S- S- the it. It was pass it to Rich, but S- sip it, squig it. Swip it, swig <laughs> it, sip S-
0: it, squig it, swig it, or send, S- I don't or send know it back. Sip S- 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 S-
1: it, swig it. You like it, Larry, or pass it S- away? I'm gonna tell you something. Oh yeah, you like the project Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know how I feel about anchovies, right? You know how you feel about anchovies, right? You know you can just.
2: How do you feel about anchovies? You're your pro.
1: That I can lay on my back and you can drop anchovies drop all over, all over my you face and my around. body. Yeah. <laughs> I can take a bath in anything that Pure Project makes. Mm. I dig it. Great. I dig it.
0: I think it's great. Yeah. Um, and then one last question. As we always What if do, there are anchovies swimming in that bath?
1: I'm all about it.
2: Better, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll probably not last long
1: no they well, will not
0: they're, they're being they do cured. not i will
2: that reminds me i did a i was at, i was at a girl's birthday party when i was in like fifth grade or probably third grade or something like that and it was at a country club we went to a country club and it was that thing where they released a bunch of um they released a bunch of goldfish into the swimming pool and the activity was like swim in the pool and like catch the goldfish oh, and put them in like a little bag and take them home idea. i would never do that they they the water was chlorinated. Oh, they did not. They did not do anything to treat it or make it oh, safe for the goldfish. By the end of the day, there were dead goldfish everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> and everyone's bed just had bags of dead goldfish going. That on. That is miserable. It was great.
0: <laughs> it was great. <laughs> oh, hey, it God. was memorable. That's
2: a memorable birthday. Otherwise, I'd have to be. I'd have to have a goldfish at home. What am I going to do with a goldfish? My mom doesn't want me bringing home four goldfish. Just throw it in, in the pool. Bag. That'll take care of it. Um, so then, one last question, Rich. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. It turns out I have a friend who works for uh, JPL. Is this a new friend? Uh, JPL, Jet Propulsive Laboratory.
1: El Pasadena. Friend.
2: Yeah, they've been doing some other. They've been doing some sneaky uh, secret projects, and one of them is time travel. And it seems that they've gotten time. They let you in on the secret, huh? They, I, I, I have, I have a way with people. I can charm. Them. I take them <laughs> out for drinks. We, you know, I get to the heart of things. Um, and it turns out they they figured out time travel, but they only cracked it for one person. Oh. And the one person that they've brought through time was actually someone in the past. They brought Eddie Murphy from 1987. 1987, pre- Eddie Murphy? Yeah, 1987, Eddie Murphy. And, he, a, and so Eddie, of Eddie needs my help. He needs my help. Well, Uh-oh. here's the thing. Okay. He's, he's, about to, he's about to record this, uh, this uh, stand-up special. Okay. It's called Raw. Mm-hmm. Raw. And he's told me that it's very unfiltered. So obviously, <laughs> yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, I know an unfiltered West Coast IPA that you should serve <laughs> to the people <laughs> afterwards <laughs> at the after party. And he tasted. it, He's like, "This is great. This is unfiltered, just like my comedy."
1: I don't. I don't think he said it without cursing. <laughs> <Are you? laughs> yeah, he said it
2: without cursing. Yeah, I swear a lot. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I would I, advise I'm against that. <laughs> no, 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 especially 1980s Eddie Murphy. Yeah. It's not my. Yeah, I'd advise against it. My wheelhouse. But he needs. He needs. He needs some food to serve alongside with this. Eddie Murphy loves food. He loves all kinds of food. What food should Eddie serve with this unfiltered West Coast IPA?
0: Uh, clearly some raw oysters and some mm. raw fish.
2: Oh, what are you doing? It's going with the raw theme. I'm making,
0: I'm making puns. Making Is that puns. okay?
2: I think they're good. Yes. I mean, I, the whole setup was a bun, so I'm on board. You
0: know, I've it's clearly. making me hungry. I've clearly. Oh, I'm making you hungry. I thought you were saying I was no, doing it wrong. I was going to say. Oysters, i oysters. Raw fish. I, was, I thought I was doing it wrong. I figured Larry, my language take no. it over.
2: No one, you said oysters. I was like, all right, Larry's good. I'm in. Pass out.
0: Uh, I wh- why? Why d- does he know modern food from the 90s and and 2000s? Or do I have to stick to? He's here for or... a few weeks, so yeah. Okay, let's say he, can, <laughs> he can learn like, the new bring stuff. It back. We'll see how time changes. Yeah. Like back a, to the future. A, a spherical <laughs> just olive know, just blows weird. my. Head. Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> cool. Uh, I think um, you're not going to go wrong with. Well, I mean, the classic for this is is uh, tacos. Okay. Um, um, Chicken tacos with salsa verde, I think is a good safe approach with this. If you want to bring up the spice level, you're welcome to add, you know, some pickled jalapenos, uh, some serranos, some spicier salsa. There is a debate about whether it's good or bad that hops, uh, that hop bitterness increases the, um, the amplifies the spiciness. So if you really like spice, bring in a bitter beer. If you don't like spice, the bitter beer and the spice are going to kind of not (laughs) play nicely with it, with each Mm -hmm. other. Um, I think uh, fried stuff is going to be fantastic with this, fried breaded stuff. Um, I just had some incredible fried chicken that was um, dredged in masa flour. So oh. the same stuff that you make tortillas out of. So oh, it smelled yeah. like smelled like a tortilla. It tasted like fried chicken. It was incredible. So I recommend that. I got that at uh, Homage Brewing. I was going to say, you do Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I want to give a shout out to that, to them. And uh, yeah, if you want to play with all the uh, citrusy, piney flavors, I think something like a... Ooh, how about a ceviche with leche de tigre? Mm. I think a ceviche with just lime juice to sour it up is going to be going to seem a little bit thin against this beer. This beer's got a little bit more body, but if you have some coconut milk in there from the uh, leche de tigre, oh um, that's going to be nice. Um, real nice. And um how about crab rangoon? How about some oh. cream cheese and some crab and some fried uh, fried wonton <laughs> wrappers? <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. So, sounds I'm like, smiling. <laughs> it, sounds it sounds like great <laughs> me. <like Ramien. laughs>
2: I'll let Eddie know. I can't text him right now. He doesn't have a cell phone, so You know,
0: I'm I'm gonna embarrass myself (laughs) here because I'm realising that leche de tigre is white, but it's actually not from the addition of coconut milk. I can't remember how it's made. You guys know? Is there not?
2: I ate ceviche last night that had coconut and of tigre in it. So I but was, you like, did? I Listed uh, as two separate things. Yeah, they were separately. Linked. You did? Were you with Eddie? Yeah. No, no, no. I was down in the Carlsbad. I went to Brian Malarkey's restaurant in, oh, uh, in really? uh, Encinitas down there. How it was, was actually, it? Very, it was actually excellent. It's called Herb and Sea, and it was very good. What,
1: we didn't go there, did we? Where did we go? I think it's new. Where did we go when we were there? Oh, we old? went
2: to Richard Blaze's spot, okay. which is named after his kids, and his kids have unconventional names, so I don't remember <laughs> what the name of the restaurant. Is. <laughs> I got so drunk. It's like right I have no IV. clue how. I had like oh, one, yeah. gin
1: mart- one gin martini, and I was like, oh, oh Larry, I come we on. We got a bottle of wine, too. I don't remember the bottle of wine. We
2: go hard when we're
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I didn't. I wasn't. I I'm not surprised I, that you were drunk. I had no, No, I was mm. like drunk, and I didn't drink that much. Mm. I was drunk before we started drinking the wine.
2: Yeah, we had cocktails at the bar.
1: I, that's what got me drunk. It was one gin martini. Hmm.
0: Getting weak,
2: Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds delicious. <laughs> I'll let you know. Or actually, just watch Raw streaming on whatever streaming service, and maybe he'll
0: mention it. in the. Phoebe and I watched it uh, during the, <laughs> the beginning of the pandemic. It was great. Oh, it's oh, a great wow. special. It's a yeah, little, wow. little dicey. There's some stuff that doesn't sure, hold up sure. very well anymore. But sure. It's sure. Eddie Murphy. He's a, he's, yeah, he's a funny guy.
2: Funny. But maybe it'll change now. You know, back to the future style. We've changed the past and the future. <laughs> right. We'll see how today changes. All right, well, thanks so much. Um, before we wrap it up, is there anything else Larry, you're just looking at me like I just you just want to talk about how good Pure Project no, is. No, man.
1: Well I love Pure Project, but I was thinking because you brought up oysters, you said oysters earlier. I did say oysters. I was joking man, for the raw oysters. Raw oysters always like a- tags me and he recently tagged me by some oyster stouts, Michael Piazzoni. Nice. If I'm say hope I'm saying your last name right, my brother. But
0: good looking. Appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you, Mikey P. Yeah. Thanks for following. Rich,
2: any last observations about this or unfiltered West Coast IPAs? Anything like that?
0: Uh, I would say drink it cold. Okay. Uh, It's um, a touch warm right now, so pound it. Pound it cold. Keep it cold.
2: Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Again, we hope you were able to find this beer or still found pleasure in listening to us talk about a beer that you weren't able to drink. And until next time.
1: Happy (laughs) Beering!